football on. Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host tonight. I am joined by old man Trev, as usual, on these pre, uh, pre-match previews. I'm also John, joined by Dan Potts and Mem. It's going to be a lively one. We're up against Southampton again. We will cover uh, the game on Saturday, but more importantly, we'll look ahead to the game tonight. Um, I welcome you guys to the show. Um, Mem and Potsy, uh, you're back on again. Potsy, haven't seen you for a few weeks. Uh, how are you keeping? I know what you're like yeah, on the WhatsApp cheers, groups. Good cheers. <laughs> good cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. Not too happy with how things have been in the last few weeks. I know we've been winning, but the performances for me ain't been there, but we'll get into that. Um, but I'm good, mate. I haven't... I haven't been on one of these for a while. I think I've done about two or three with you, but it's been a while, mate. I'm normally with me, old man, watching the game. But tonight I was working a little bit later, so I've decided to watch it at home. So um, looking forward to it as ever. I think it's the only thing keeping us going at the moment, isn't it, football, no matter what it is. I mean, I'm, I've been watching every single game possible, to be honest with you, um, including Arsenal's. So uh, just to keep a bit of entertainment going. But uh, all good, mate, and happy to be on with you three legends. Brilliant. Mem uh, in candlelight, uh, Chingford. Uh, it's lovely. It's so romantic the setting you've got there. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, mate. No, not too bad. Coping well. Good to yeah, be here. Thanks I, for I, thank you for the invite. I think that's what we're all doing, just coping well, and uh, hence my jovial, uh, stupid attitude that there's going to be tonight. We're just going to keep on smiling, and uh, my ying to my yang, my. Pure to my simple, he's the simple one. My my ward off to Sattler. Old man Trev, how are you? He's got a delay. I'm all right, my son. It seems to be even worse tonight. I don't know what's going on with it. I know I'm on a delay. I just dropped off. I apologise if I go missing. Ma'am, nice to see you again, my friend. Potsy, can't wait to have a chat with you tonight, my son. Here we go. Here Fergus, well, I suppose I'll. No, mate, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, it's got to, it sounds like it's going to be like that again, doesn't it? Doesn't it just? Right, we're going to go into the usual format. We're going to look at uh, the, uh, Arsenal South, uh, the Southampton Arsenal game, and then we're going to look at the Southampton Arsenal game. So it's uh, really confusing for an Irishman, giving two Southampton Arsenal games in a room and tell him to take his pick. Um so, first of all, we'll look back to the FA Cup defeat. Uh, we're out of the FA Cup, our trophy. Really, really disappointing. Um, I think we all knew it was going to be a difficult game. Um, uh, but I think, as we've all said over the years, uh, and over the, well, it's probably two or three years of doing this podcast, we don't mind what performance, uh, uh, what what result Arsenal get. We obviously want to win, but it's all about the performance, that the performance has been put on the pitch. Uh, Southampton knocked out Arsenal out of the FA Cup of the fourth round courtesy of, of a first-half own goal, a very unlucky own goal. I think the keeper had it covered otherwise. Um, in the 24th minute, uh, Che Adams also came close. Uh, Bert Leno made some great saves. And Ward-Prowse uh, delivered... Um, uh, he hit it hit from a corner, um, hit the bar. So, you know, it, it, it was um, a quite a Quite a dull game from an Arsenal point of view, especially in the first half. Dan, what did you make of, of, of say, look, looking at the first half of that game? And I, I know you were quite critical of some elements of uh, Arteta's team selection. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people disagree with me um, and have done over the weekend. But um, I would have gone full strength for this competition because, um, well, two reasons. One, I think we had a chance of winning it. And two, I think, well, we've proven that from last season. And two, I think that um, it's a competition we all love and it's a competition we all want to be in. It's one that we were all going mental at in the summer and now it seems we're out and it don't matter. Let's move on to the league. And I would have done it the other way around. So I was a bit disappointed with the team selection. I think I would have preferred to go weaker tonight and stronger on the weekend personally to try and just keep in the competition. And if you have to rotate and take a few people off, then so be it. Um so that was my biggest frustration with the team lineup, and it was no surprise when I saw it. It was deflating, and I expected to lose. So, and we did. So, I don't really sit there and and, and say, "Well, I was shocked by the result." I'm just disappointed with the manager and the team selection. Um, and uh, yeah, some of the some of the players 
have proven yet again that they've they've let the, the club down. So, a bit of a frustrating game if I'm honest with you, Ferg. No, I get that. I get that. And I, and I, I think what it really demonstrates more than more than anything else is the depth and strength in the squad that we have as a whole, uh, rather than more than necessarily the manager. The manager is probably trying to get a game out of everybody, um, but it definitely shows the quality that we got after that. Well, we've only really got a top seven or eight players. And then we've got some young players that come in to fill the gaps who are doing fantastic. And then some uh, Deadwood that we're getting rid of and some other players uh, that just don't really meet, meet the grade. Um, Mem, what did you make of that, um, the, the game? It, it, the first the first half, the own goal, you know, it, it just the, the, the press that um, Southampton put us under in that first half. I, I didn't. Um, I had a bit of sad news on, um, <clears throat> on Saturday um just as about about 45 minutes before the game was about to kick off so I didn't actually see any of the match live um I caught the sort of match of the day highlights but from what from what I heard the team selection wasn't what some of us had uh, some of us had hoped for because the, the FA Cup was more or less our salvation last season and, and Dan's right it's, it's a little bit sad to be out of it but it's done now, so I suppose the big focus is on this evening. I, I didn't see hmm. a great deal of it, guys. Um, I was in a different place at that moment in that day. So, um, yeah. I've been uh, there, probably I've been, best, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's probably best that Trev Trev comments more more so on it, really. Yes. But I, I am a fa- You mentioned the player, uh, James Ward-Prowse. I, I've liked that kid since the minute I've seen him. He's, I think he's a really good player, just... Just one, maybe a topic of a conversation at a later date. Yeah, I, I really like him. Good player he is. Trev, Mem said you should comment more on this game. Um, I know you normally take a try and keep a positive outlook on on, on games, but uh, yeah, dig deep if you can find some positives about that performance. Yeah. Well, well, well it, it, do you know what, Fergus? It, it was really an interesting an interesting thing to reflect on, uh, giving it some thought between Saturday's game and today. Firstly, ma'am, um, you know I've already told you my feelings about um, what happened to you at the weekend, mate, and you know I'm very sorry. So, but it's, it's interesting, Fergus, because you mentioned just now, right, that he brought the youngsters in, right? Well, it, it was a different... Firstly, I agree with Danny Noel, surprised with, it, with the side he picked... I thought he would have gone for a stronger side. I thought that that we valued the FA Cup more than that. But we didn't pick our normal second team. This is what's interesting. And this is what shows where we're changing. In that, you know, even just two or three weeks ago, if you'd have said put in our second team out or put in our our not-so-strong team out, you would have seen Maitland-Niles, Nelson and Willock in there. And we didn't see any of them on the field at all during the 90 minutes of the game on Saturday. So I'm not saying we're any better. The the basis of what our second team looks like has changed over the last few weeks. I'm not saying it's changed for the better because I don't think it has. But what it has done for me on reflection, Fergus, is it's highlighted, you know, what do we do with the likes of Nelson and Willock and Maitland? If they're not going to get a run out when 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 our basically what we think our second team is playing, should we move them on? Should we should we look elsewhere? You know my thoughts on them. I think they're good kids, they're good lads, and I've hoped for them, but I don't think they're up to the standard yet. And I thought the one of the few that got on the field on on Saturday, Eddie and Ketter, showed that he's just still a little bit short of being the standard we need again. So things have changed, mate. Things have changed. Those young lads haven't didn't get on the field. So our second team has, has changed, but unfortunately, it ain't no better, mate. It ain't no better. Uh, one player, one player who I think had a, a really good performance, and uh, I, I many a time on here I have actually criticised the guy and not saying that he's not a good player, but some of his tactics and some of his approach to the way he plays football was Bert Leno, and, and Bert Leno uh, made a great second half save against Shane Shane Long. Um, you know, and, and, and he made several saves. And even in the last dying minutes, he was like shouting the screen to get players right up the end of the pitch. And he was distributing long. His distribution was much better. He's um, uh, when he parries the ball, he's not parrying it onto the penalty spot, which is, was my big bugbear uh, before. Men, we, we, we spoke about this on the phone in the week. Uh, I know you didn't see all the game, but you've seen in over recent games. Um, he has improved, hasn't he? Talk, <clears throat> sorry, you're talking about Leno? 
Yes. Yeah, we spoke about it. Um, I don't know when it was, but yeah, we have touched on it. I, I, um, since I can't remember, he, he dropped a real bad clangor early in the season. It cost us a goal. He's not looked back since then. The man, he just looks so much more assured. His distribution's improved. Everything's gone up a level. Um, it's good. I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Uh, I think at times he's been our standout player, and mm -hmm. I haven't always, and I haven't always been. Um, I haven't always thought that of him. Yeah, I know he's a good goalie. I know he's a quality goalkeeper, but I just, I just want more. You know, I want him to be a absolute top class goalkeeper, and I think he's, he's showing, he's showing that of late. I feel, yeah, I don't want him to be. I don't want him the Arsenal goalie to be the number three uh, goalkeeper for Germany. Yeah, I want him to be the number one goalkeeper for Germany. That's that's what I that's what I see in him at the moment. Anyway, but. He's, he's he's doing really well. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing with him. And that assurance is, is, is sort of filtering out to the defenders because we do look, I think, at the back. We are we have progressed defensively, guys, um, from from the shambles that it was at, at one point. I, I know we're not that great. <laughs> we're not that great yet. But, yeah, it's getting there. It's about laying good, solid foundations to just progress and build on. I think Marky GTI says it in the chat, be patient a couple of years to build a good squad of 25 that can challenge for all the top trophies. At the moment, we just need to prioritise and prioritising whether it's the FA Cup, the league, the Europa League or whatever. Um, Dan, what did you think of Leno's performance and also uh, the defensive performance? In particular, um, the player I'm thinking of is Gabriel. Was he fit enough? Well, first of all, I've never had a problem with Leno and a lot of people on here have, a lot of the fan base have. I quite like that guy, I've always have. I looked at an article only an hour ago <coughs> that said that Jens Lehmann, <laughs> that said that Jens Lehmann believes he's been the most consistent performer of the last two or three years along with Aubameyang and I've always said he has been. Um, when a goalkeeper drops the ball, nine times out of ten it goes in, so then the goalkeeper's crap. And let's be honest, Jens Lehmann was an invincible and he, tried, he made enough mistakes, trust me. So I don't think that he's a goalkeeper that deserves as much stick as he's got. Um, I actually do quite like him. In terms of the defence, Gabriel was never nowhere near fit enough for that. I looked at the first 15 minutes and that was just an absolutely unbelievable performance. I was thinking, this guy is so rusty, it's unbelievable. As you'd expect, he's come from four weeks out of COVID or games out, whatever you want to call it. Um, but Rob Holding went from Tony Adams back to Igor Stepanovs, didn't he? He was absolutely dreadful. I'm looking at this player and I think, wow, this guy is looking so bad. Maybe that was Gabriel and Bellerin. You know, I know Bellerin, <coughs> excuse me, was actually quite good. I thought Bellerin for the first time in a while. Um, but I do think that he leaves Holding in so much trouble in so many vulnerable situations when he bombs it up, up the right-hand side. Um, so defensively, <coughs> Mem's right. We've definitely improved 100%. Um, and I just feel that there was an issue with the balance in midfield yet again. And I can't understand for the life of me why he seems to think that Chaka and Elneny are this Vieira and Petit because they've proved for so long that they can't work together, in my opinion. Um, they had a good game against Fulham on the first game of the season, funny enough. And then everyone said they were the next uh, Zidane and Perlo. And uh, we didn't need Thomas Party, I remember. <laughs> um, but it proves well, that we do because uh, he came on and we looked good. I think with that game, uh, if you, you cite the Fulham game, we had William, um, who was uh, on fire in that game, and the only game he was on fire. We will come to him in a few minutes. But um, I must admit, when I saw El Nenny and Shaka on the starting lineup after oh, the, yeah. the last few games, I just thought, what has he done? And that, that was my honest, honest first thing I looked at. I didn't even look at Pepe. I didn't even look at William so much. It was that there was where just I knew the the game would be slowed too much. It'd be too much sideways, backwards passing. You're right there, Ferg. You're right there. Sorry, mate. You're yeah. right there, Ferg. And I yeah. think it got wor got worse as the, as the team went like that, really, didn't it? Started off all right, and then it went all oh, dear. Oh, this is not good at all. So yeah, I think nice. you're. I think you're right. Big Steve's made a good point in the chat actually with my point about Bellerin, and he's spot on there. Um, down to Willian and Pepe on that right at right flank that they just provide no cover down that right. It's just an awful, awful side, isn't it? Down that right hand side, and that's why Saka's been moved over there because he's the only one that can give us that balance personally. Because we look so lopsided of late um, over the last few well months, really, on that left hand side being so strong and the right hand side being so weak. So, yeah, um, as I say, it didn't fill me with any confidence that the team sheet, mate. Trev, Eddie, you touched on Eddie earlier. Um, he had a shot deflected on 67 minutes. The guy looks devoid of uh, any confidence. It, 
can he make the grade? Would you keep him? Would you try him on? I know, and let's not go into the uh, Balagon sort of uh, area because that's an unknown quantity in first team Premier League football. Um, but in, in Ketia, he's had a run in the Premier League. He's had a run in the Cup and Europa League. So we can see what he's about. At times, he's been he's been okay. But of recent times, he just looks really shot to pieces. Would you keep him? Would you lend him? Um, well, let me, let me, I've written Eddie down in big letters here. I won't forget Eddie, Fergus, but there's, mm -hmm. there's a couple of points the lads made there that, that, that you've got to go, that I've got to go back and just put a comment on. Firstly, you, Fergus, you've got to leave Leno alone, son. You've got to I was leave praising him. Leno alone. I was, have, I was praising him. There more problems on that field Saturday than Leno. You were not praising him, Fergus, and you know you bloody weren't. Listen... Holding, I thought Holding went backwards on Saturday, like Dan said, but I think we've got in, he's got enough kudos in the bank at the moment, Holding, to, to stay in the side. Um, and Big Steve is exactly right when he talks about Bellerin. Bellerin has had no help on that right-hand side of the field, right? And and um, when he had Zaka in front of him, Bellerin looks a different player completely because he had an outlet with a bit of energy and he had legs to cover him. So, so, so that made a massive difference. As for, I thought Cedric looked awful at left back on Saturday. I thought Cedric just didn't look a left back in the slightest. Can't make out why he went in there instead of Maitland Knowles. But as for Eddie, as for Eddie, who knows? At the moment, in my head, I think no, Eddie's not quite going to be good enough. And I'll tell you why I think he's not going to be quite good enough. Because he's a trier, his energy levels are massive. He's, he's all around the field. You cannot fault that young man's efforts. And so it's either one of two things: he's either not quite there to the standard we require, or he's having a bloody luck. I do think that. Um, I think that maybe maybe we we don't want him starting games for us at the moment. We really don't want him starting games for us, Eddie. And, and just to chuck something back about Balogun, I've not seen Balogun play more than, you know, the few minutes we've seen earlier in the season. But what I will say is, would taking into account Eddie's performances recently, would he be any worse for Eddie? Would he be any worse than Eddie? Would it be worth giving him a go just to see? Because, you know, that's how it is. Exactly right, Ben Bennett. I'm going to buy you a beer, son, what you say there about... Um, no, you just picked on him. You just pick on him, Fergus. And that's right. You pick on him because you can only say his name. You can't say any so, other players' names. So, so for the people who listen to an audio, Ben Bennett uh, came along and said, the only reason I say Leno is it's one of the few names I can pronounce. Uh, but, you know, that's my that's my charm. <laughs> Go on, carry on, Trev. No, I'm done with it. I'm done with it now, mate. Okay. I just, okay. And okay. just one thing I want you boys' opinions on. I got bitten a bit for it. I I don't think Gabriel at the moment is performing to the level some people might... I know he's been out with COVID, but I'm talking about before that. I don't think he's quite there with Marion Holding. For me at the moment, our best choice centre-half pairing is Marion Holding. Gabriel, maybe just a little bit behind him for me. And... Um... Let's go to you, Dan, on William and uh, Pepe. You know me. Um, on Pepe, I've I've never been a fan. I my um, my daughter's partner in Germany watched a lot of international football. Bayern Munich looked at him and looked at bringing him into the Bundesliga, which is slightly slower than the Premier League. And they went, "No, he's too slow on the ball." And we ended up buying him for seventy-two million. Forget about his price tag. But as a, a player, I thought he was just not even bang average. Uh, and then William, uh, a player who myself and Mem uh, said it was a good gamble at the beginning of the season to get him on uh, because we've seen him at Chelsea. He's been class, uh, but he's been absolutely crap for us. Pants. Well, both <clears throat> both players have got talent, Ferg. You know, Willian's proved that for the last eight years in a Chelsea shirt. And I think I preferred him in a Chelsea shirt than I do an Arsenal shirt. Um, and the way, sorry, Kai, I'm not going to unload both barrels, mate. I know you want me to, but I'm trying to keep positive today. Um, 
when it because <laughs> we got a game in a few hours in, a, in an hour. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned with Willian, I think you've just got to cut your losses in the summer and just say it was a free transfer that hasn't worked out um, and try and do something with Raul Betis, who apparently are interested in let him go uh, over there. And if they're not interested, then see if he wants some big money move to China or America, because I just don't think the guy's got a future at this club. I'm done with waste men. I was really disappointed to see us link with players like that, you know, and this was probably the only one that I was accepted because I thought at least he finished the season well with Chelsea. But speaking to Chelsea dads, they were like, I don't know why you keep saying that. He was awful for us last season. Absolutely awful. And I think, well, what what I saw, I thought he looked all right. And they're like, no, he was just dreadful. He had a really good last three games for us where he scored goals. And everybody said, oh, my God, like, you know, you've not got a good player here, boys. You know, and I was laughing, going, ah, you know, I've tried to have some laughs. But they were like, honestly, we'll be laughing because you will not want this lad. And they're right. And after Fulham, of course, I thought, brilliant. Three assists. This is just what we need. More assists than Mesut Ozil's had in the last three years. This is brilliant stuff. Uh, And it's gone wrong from there. As for Pepe, I think that you've got to accept that Raul's had his uh, pants pulled down for £72 million. I think over 20 years, 30 years, three years, one year, it's still a waste of money. Um, The kid's got talent and I'd love to see him play more centrally. I would love to see him as either a forward or a a 10 just behind um, the striker because when he has played there in the FA Cup final, he was tremendous and also he was exceptional at Anfield. So I would personally say that the kid's got talent, but he's a £20 million player, isn't he? You know, he's not a £72 million. He scored 22 goals for Lille. I think about 12 to 15 of those were penalties. Um, So he's a player that has got talent. And I feel that if he was to play in a system, we might see something from him. But it doesn't seem to suit the system. I I mean, listen, no one can tell me what kind of system we're trying to play or style. I've been asking that for weeks and I've not got anybody to tell me yet. But he certainly doesn't fit the build and, and piece of the jigsaw puzzle for me um and they were dreadful again at the weekend i saw mm. them too and a lot of you said about chaka and el nenny deflated those two deflated me even more because i'd rather see um the likes of uh saka or nelson or um uh, martinelli than i would willian and pepe any day of the week personally i'm done with them really i just think every time they play we know what's going to happen right that's the southampton arsenal game sorted we're now going to look at the Southampton Arsenal game. <laughs> <laughs> right, Southampton. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. They're going to be out in a second. Here he goes. Go on. I want to talk about William and Pepe. I want to talk about William and Pepe. All right, you've got two, uh, two minutes. Go on. But, but, but Dan said it all, really. <laughs> something's something's <laughs> gone on with Pepe, right? Something has gone on with Pepe. What, I don't know what's gone on with Pepe, but he's, he's, I feel sorry for the lad, really, because where 72 million went, I don't know. But I'm telling you for now, it weren't all paid for Pepe. Something else went on behind the scenes. Dan nailed it. Because he ate 72 million. From what he's seen, what he's shown me, he's not even 10 million of a player, is Pepe. He's not even 10 million of a player. There's something badly, badly wrong there. And and that's the one transfer that's gone on really in in the art the, uh, not the transfer him getting another contract is the only thing that really really confuses me why we gave him another contract for three years he should have been gone you know he had a chance should have been gone um, oh, I'm talking about Willian now sorry I'm getting confused with myself Willian should Willian what he just doesn't contribute at all does he. And Willian, Willian is now stopping the development, if there is anything to be done, of Nelson and Willock and even Maitland-Niles. Willian is blocking them. As I said earlier, mm. you put our second team out, you don't bring a youngster in, you bring in bloody Willian, who should, who's 30-odd years old and shouldn't need a bedding in period. You know, he should be coming in the ground running. He's not even at the move house. So Willian is, is a blocker. Willian is a blocker that we don't need. Right, looking ahead to uh, tonight's game, Trev, Southampton will be without defenders Ryan Bertrand, uh, Kyle Water-Peters due to suspension uh, and um, and injury. So uh, Bertrand's on suspension, uh, Walker-Peters is injured. Nathan Redman is fit again, uh, but probably will be on the bench. We won't have Aubameyang oh. for his personal reasons. Oh. Aubameyang. Do, 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 do. 
Abamyang. Um, we won't have a Bamiyang for personal reasons, uh, and we don't want to really go into that. Um, and if look, listen, uh, we've all had personal crap going on over the last few months, uh, and I just wish Abamyang well, whatever it is. Uh, it's none of our business. Um, we might also be without Kieran Tierney, uh, who has a calf problem. And somebody put in the chat, uh, if I can find it. Um, Inter it was Robin. Uh, interesting who we'll see play right back, uh, right right um, right wing tonight. Expect Saka to play if um, uh, to play left back if Tierney is not playing. Um, who who would you see then, uh, Mem? If let, let let's take the worst situation that um, he's not available, Tierney's not available. Uh, who do you see being in that in that in that berth? Um. Probably Ainsley's. I mean, Ainsley Maitland-Niles done has done okay there previously. Yeah, we're a little bit light on that side of the uh, pitch at the moment, aren't we? But um, I don't know. I don't know who's going to pick or which way he's going to go. I'm just keep looking to see what team team gets announced. But I just hope that we just go out with. Yeah, I just hope that this evening. I, I think I believe have we got <laughs> have we got an opportunity of going eighth tonight. Does anyone uh, can, can anyone confirm that? I think we have an opportunity if results go our way. As crazy as it sounds in this topsy turvy season, I'm I'm still holding out hope. I'm still a bit of an optimist, and some I just believe that if we can string some results together or continue to string results together in this real weird topsy turvy season, surely there's an outside chance of having a shot at the top four. I mean, some of you don't believe there's any hope whatsoever of getting there, but I, I am quite well. Yeah, I, I tend to be quite optimistic when Arsenal's concerned. So on, on, on that, on that point, on I was going to say, um, go on, finish. I was going to say, aside of tonight's team selection or whatever, regardless of who he picks, yeah, I, I, I have believed progress is being made. I, I feel the last. I mean, look at the players that he's gradually getting out of the club, weeding them out bit by bit. The guy's got, probably got more than a decade of bad decision-making um, to shift through and improve and instill a better attitude, a winning attitude, uh, uh, you know, a team ethos. And, like, he's, he's having to unpick so much. And he's learning on the job, yeah? It's his first real big job. And so he's going to make mistakes. He has made mistakes. And no doubt he'll continue to make errors, yeah? I'm just glad, right, that we're not like the blue lot up the road because some of you were alluding to the way that Chelsea run their club. And, yeah, they have thrown an amazing amount of money at it over the last 20-odd years since the Russian fella's been there. And, and good luck to them, yeah? Good luck to them. But, you know, as the Arsenal, we kind of like to do things a little bit differently, don't we? So I'm glad that we didn't yield and, and, and pull the trigger on the guy because... I've got a bit of time for him. I think he's doing the right thing. I think he is. Mem, you, you've hit on a couple of points there. Um, and I'll put uh, the two of them uh, to Dan, first of all, and all those come back. Uh, first of all, Abramovich, would you like a manager like, uh, would you like an owner like a, a, a Abramovich over an owner like Kroenke? And the second one is, uh, top four, we're seven points off. I know if other teams get their results, that we could be in 13th, but those points aren't on the board yet so they don't count points on the board are the only ones that count what do you think on those two points and then i'll go to trev and from there as well uh would i rather have roman abramovich or stan Kroenke? i'd rather have roman abramovich because although you might go Great. through 15 managers you'll have 15 trophies at the end of it and i'd rather have 15 trophies the one trophy keeping the same manager and accepting mediocrity so yes i would rather have roman abramovich i don't care about class i care about winning i grew up winning and, and people can call me a sport brat all they want i grew up winning and that's what i want to win i love winning trophies that's why i was upset and devastated this weekend when we're going out of another one so Yep, if you want to say that we don't show class and that Abramovich has ruined football, I agree on both those points. But I would rather be ambitious and have an ambitious owner as opposed to Kroenke who still thinks we play in green and white stripes. So I personally want to see an owner that cares about winning and shows the ambition of it. Uh, top four, no chance. And um, the reason we say that is because You've already said we've only got seven or eight players. Seven or eight players don't get your top four, mate. 25 do. 
So I would say personally, the minute Saka and Smith Rowe get their knocks, we're back to William and Pepe and we'll be seventh or eighth again. Just my opinion. No, no, that's fine. Um, Trev, is Dan a sport brat? Is he wrong to be ambitious? And Dan, this isn't a go at you, but it's just like the, no, it's fine. The, 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 there is an element of younger fan base who haven't been around when you were around uh, when God was a boy and stuff like that, you know. Um, I'll leave you go from there. But listen, Fergus, Fergus, Dan, Dan's not a spoiled brat. Dan's a good mate of mine. He's not a brat, but he is spoiled. Dan is spoiled. And I think Dan probably knows that as, as all young Arsenal fans were that grew up in that period when we were winning everything year in, year out. So they were spoiled. I wouldn't use the word brat because I think that's not fair and that's wrong, but that they, they, they okay. were spoiled. They were spoiled on success. So if that's this is why I fully understand Dan and the other young lads' points they're making. Um, would I like Abramovich? No. Do I like Kroenke? No. I'm I'm old hat. I remember the days when money didn't. Nowadays, you win the win the league. Apart from who, who sort of shot us down, but nowadays there's two ways you win the league: most money, and you have the best cheats, right? The best cheats win penalties and win free kicks, right? And 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 the richest owners buy the best players. That's what wins football leagues. Not like when you used to have to have a really good manager and, and you have to have a really good coach. You still need those managers and them coaches, but they're, they're more like, you know, they're more like bloody just councillors now, aren't they, than, than actual coaches and that. So I fully understand what Dan says, but I can't get, I'm going to change the subject, right? I can't get Kieran Tierney out of my head. Right. I think that Kieran Tierney is that important to our football club. I honestly think you could go as far as to say Kieran could be the difference between we, us winning and losing a game of football tonight. Right? He's that good. He creates that many chances from his left wing back position. He, he moves the ball around a park and he, he, his enthusiasm rubs off on other people, other players. <laughs> and is that important? So Interesting. He's all they about said about passion and drive. Play left back tonight. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, he's not. He's not. He's not in the lineup tonight. Trev, we've got Leno, Bellerin, Louise, Holding, Cedric, Shaka, Party, Saka, Smithrow, Pepe, and Lacazette. And on the bench, we've got Ryan, uh, Gabriel, Chambers, Maitland, Niles, El Nenny, Willock, William, uh, Martinelli, and Inketia. So no turning Tierney's completely no, up. Fergus, let me just yeah. come back. Fergus, let me just cut, leave that up there, mate. Leave, leave yeah, that yeah, up yeah. A second. I'm just going to have five more seconds. I was, I was just about to say then, I was just about to say, I can't see how Ainsley Maitland-Niles will play left-back tonight because if he was thinking about Ainsley Maitland-Niles at left-back, he'd have played him at left-back on Saturday in the FA Cup game before he moved Cedric to left-back. He must have a real big problem with Maitland-Niles at the moment, not to want to play him there. Um, uh, that, the only thing that worked, Cedric at left back, he didn't look brilliant, did he? Other than that, if if Albama Yang and Tierney are missing, I can't see how we can put a better side out than that we've got out tonight. Well, probably I would have. Um, what? I would have Mari um, and Luis. Martinelli, but, yeah. I'd have Martinelli instead of Pepe. Yeah, Martinelli, hundred percent. Oh, but do you know you, what? Do, I didn't even see not, Pepe, you, boys. Sorry. Do you, do you not do you not think that he's maybe protecting uh, or, or having Martinelli kept on the bench as as an impact uh, sub because you know you, you've got Martinelli and Eddie that you could bring on if needs be and I, I, I know Eddie we, we've criticised over earlier and over the last couple of um, podcasts do you not think that maybe that's what he's trying to do keep Martinelli fresh and bring him on Dan due to, due I, I to think, the injury I think yeah, we've with Martinelli, that's the one that shocks me because he bought him off the other day. I mean, what the hell did he sub him for? I don't really understand that. But, um, yeah, maybe he's wrapping him up in cotton wool. I don't know. Mm. Um, he's the only one on that bench that can well, change the game, though, isn't he? It can only be that, really, what Dan just said. It, it can only be that, really, because you'd have him... You'd, he'd, play, he'd start every single game, let's face it. He would, wouldn't he? But it can only be that, lot like Dan saying, he's just looking out for him and just maybe, yeah, bring him on with 20, 30 minutes to go, depending on how the game's going. But... All, all I was trying to suggest earlier on with what I was saying, guys, is really that 
I, I actually do think things are moving in the right positive direction. I know it's painfully slow. Unfortunately, we don't have the kind of money that the Russians got to throw at it. But if you look at the plays that are going out, and the, just I know William's been pretty bloody poor, but Gabriel Party, he, he play. I really like him. I mean, he's quality. He's like a Rolls Royce footballer. He plays the game at a pace that suits him. He tries to dictate. He's always looking up. He's good. He's good. It's early days for him, though, still, isn't it? Because of his injuries. And was he played a handful of games? So, you know, give Mikel a bit more of a bit more chance, guys. Is all I'm saying. I think he'll he'll be okay. <laughs> we ain't got the money anyway, have we? Who, who are we going to go and get? Our owner's not going to dig his like. Well, he's I mean, not going to dig deep, is he? This is where we're at. I look at the transfer window at the moment. Obviously, Matt Ryan's come in as a backup goalkeeper, which I'm happy with. I think that's yeah. a really good sign in. He did well for Brighton the last three right. games. I yeah. think Ferguson's frozen, so we'll carry on talking. Oh, and uh, I think Runnison oh. is obviously going to go back out on loan. Um, so, Rat Ryan for me is a good sign in. Obviously, we've looked to have signed Martin Erdegaard, which I think is a, a, a kind of okay signing. Maybe it's a bit risky. Um, but I think that it's a signing that we could uh, we can see what can happen. It's certainly a position that we need to improve on, and I think what Odegaard will give you is is some competition with Smith Rowe in that position as a number ten, and he can play on the right wing. So he's an option that's better than Pepe and Willian already in my position, because any in my opinion, because anybody's um, better than them. I think the thing is, men, what I will say, I know Ferg is going to go into this team sheet in a minute. What I will say to your comments there is with, with Arteta is, oh, I want the guy to do well. Absolutely. Of course I do. I'm an Arsenal fan. I just don't see personally what he's trying to achieve at the moment. I can't see a style of play. I can't understand um, as much as happy, as happy as I am off the field with some of the transfers in and out. Um, he has got sort of nine players that are his um, so people say he needs nine or ten players. Well, he's got nine players that he is, and he's already got five that he's got to sign long-term contracts or contracts. So those five he must like as well. So that's 14. We can only have 25 players in the squad registered. So I think that he has got 14 players there that he clearly trusts um, that he can move forward. Now, we definitely need more, 100%, and we ain't nowhere near ready, in my opinion. But I don't really have the confidence at the moment, personally, with the players that we're getting in, that Arteta knows what he's doing with them because his man management of some of these players is questionable, mate. It really is. I don't understand Maitland-Niles. What's he done wrong? He's not again in the squad. Wasn't in the squad last at the weekend. Now he's nowhere near the squad again. And Tierney's out. So what, what what's going on? Why are we playing Cedric and Bellerin yet again? Tierney's injured, though, isn't he? Isn't Tierney's injured. A couple of weeks ago, I was, I was shouting out for uh, Ainsley to make to be given a run in the central midfield. I really felt he deserved an opportunity. He's playing really well. He's had a couple of games and chances since then when he hasn't exactly played so well, Dan, has he? Uh, I can't remember which game it was because my memory's not great of late, yeah, but he played a game at left-back and he was he was not good. Um, I, I Listen, I, I, all, I'm, all I'm trying to get at is I think he's trying to undo a hell of a lot of crap. But, you know, from top to bottom. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. And like it, like I said earlier on, it's his first job. He's going to he's gonna make mistakes because he's learning on the job, yeah. But um, I still believe he's the right guy. I really do. Yeah. And listen, I, I, so, I, hope look, I, agree I really you, hope he is. Go on, Trev. I agree with you, man. I agree with you, man. In that... Uh, uh, and I think Arteta's the right man for the job. I think Arsenal have been a bit unfair to him because, like you said, Mem, he's learning on the job. And should a manager of the Arsenal be a manager that's learning on the job? I'm not sure that a club of our stature should be having managers that need to learn things. I think they should have done their apprenticeships before they come to our great club. But nevertheless, that's what we've got. And, and, and the only thing, I agree with Dan, in part, from the fact, the only thing that confuses me with with Arteta a bit, is his team selections. Now, obviously, I'm not anywhere near as qualified as Arteta to make the team selections, but it does baffle me sometimes. I cannot... Find a, I agree with you. Looking in as a fan, looking in as a fan, man, at, mm. where our improvements have come... Three players have driven our improvements. I'm going to leave Tierney out of it because Tierney was there before him. 
But Martinelli, Saka, and and Emil okay. Smith Rowe as playing the three behind a front player are, are, are where 100% of our improvements have come from. That's, That's where exciting. the life has That's been put into the 100%. side. Yeah. That's where Agreed. the excitement's come from, Dan. That's where our positivity has come from. And most importantly of all, it's those three players that have lifted the standard of the rest of the players in the team, right? Yeah. So if I was Mikel Arteta, if 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 Martinelli only had nine toes tonight and was only going to make like half an hour, we think, it'd start. I think it's, those three players should start. It, 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 we've blown out a cup, so the league is our is is our challenge now. The league and the Europa League. So for me, if they're not injured, they play. If they if if if, they, if they're only going to get through forty five minutes, week, you're playing for the first forty five minutes. You play your best side to win a game. So some of our Tetris selections are confusing me. Lads, but I, I can't disagree with what you're saying. I'll be saying. faithful in yeah. what you just mentioned. I can't you know, disagree with your comment. Well, yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, he's, and on. he has indeed, right? Arteta has indeed cleared out some of the deadwood that I thought would be around a bit longer. So, and it looks like, I don't know, Dan might be able to put me right, Dan or, or Ferguson more in the know. Is Mustafi on his way as well, mate? Looks that way, yeah. It looks like Mustafi's going to terminate his contract as well, which will be great, great news. To get Kalasanac, Mustafi and Ozil out the door with Socrates, that is fantastic business. And I can't knock the, the, the team, for the, the board for that, getting together and saying, who do we not want? And Arteta working with Edu. But there's a couple of people in the chat saying that Arteta hasn't signed nine players. But you'd be surprised. He actually has. You've got Runnison and Ryan. They're two goalkeepers that Arteta signed. You've got uh, Cedric and Gabriel. That's four. Number five is Pablo Marie. Danny Ceballos is number six. You've got Odegaard, who's coming tomorrow, Thomas Partey and Willian. And on top of that, he's given Luis a contract, so he sees him as the part of the future. He's given Holding a contract, Saka a contract, Martinelli a contract, and Aubameyang. That's 14 players. So there's only, what's that, 11 places left in the squad. So he has got 14 players that he believes in. So people say he just hasn't got the team. Well, he has got 14 players out of 25 that are his. So I don't really I don't really get that. And I don't see a style with those players. And people can say he hasn't got the players to play a style, but there's 14 players that he believes in. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have given them a contract or signed them. So I don't know. I just don't see it. That's all it is. I might be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I really hope no, I'm wrong. No, I hope he it, takes it forward. You know, I hope he does. I hope he does too, yeah. I just feel there's as, as, as many changes and all the players that you've listed that he's signed or he's brought in or he's signed on, yeah. There's still too many bang average players in our squad, yeah? There's still as many as we've, we've managed to get five out in this window, yeah? We need to get probably another seven or eight out in the, by the next window to, to move on. It, there's like just, just so much work to be done, you know? And, and, and I think he's doing it. All I'm saying is we have to be patient. We don't, we don't have the means of – we don't have Arabs behind us. We don't have – we've got an American fella that it's taking out as opposed to putting in. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Listen, um, just let, let's not go into a transfer thing, sort of thing. But um, Marky and Robin in the chat saying that um, uh, Cedric, Mary, William aren't Arteta signings. Uh, Louise was an extension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Louis, Louise was an extension, and you can't include it because Raúl was around. Well, oh. Edu's there at the minute, so you know <laughs> it, the manager in charge may their signings under his under his. Um, under his command. So that's what we're talking about. Listen, what I want to look at is uh, looking at this game. Um, this is our opposition. This is who we are playing against. Uh, Theo Walcott uh, could become the fourth former Ooh. Arsenal player to score at uh, <laughs> home and away against the same team since Super Kevin Campbell, um, Nicholas Anelta and Robin Van Persie. Uh, what do we make of that team? It's a strong front line with yeah, Che Adams, uh, Ings, Walcott, Ward-Prowse. He is playing. Armstrong, uh, Delalio, Vulcans. I like uh, Danny Ings. I've always liked Danny Ings. I don't know why. I just I, I think he's a really, really good player. Sharp, always busy. They've got a manager that's built a, a real hard, tough, hard-working, tough team, haven't they? Um, we're up against it tonight, but I just I don't know why well, I fancy us for a win tonight. I really do. Uh, on that note, then, what good old uh, actually? Good old trolls. <laughs> good old trolls. Yeah. I, I can't say anything about Sam. I can't say anything about Sam Pampton. 
I don't know any of them players. They must all be rubbish. Never heard of any of them. Oh, no, mate. Of them. Nah, mate. <laughs> four nil to the Arsenal. Four nil oh, like to the Arsenal tonight. Uh, Dan, what do you make of that lineup? It's a threatening forward line, isn't it? Yeah, it's to be expected. Um, Ralph said he was going to go strong in both these games, and he has done. I think that the back line is definitely something he's had to tinker with because of the injuries. I still think Jack Stevens and Bederick are a good partnership, and um, Vestergaard being out is a is a big blow for them. I think that Ward Prowse is a fantastic player. I'm with Mem. I'd love him next to party. I think he's sensational. Absolutely love him. Ward James Ward um, Prowse. Absolute quality. Yeah. And he's the best free kick tacker I've seen since Beckham, I tell you that. Um, Mate, obviously, Walcott, Walcott is a, is always a threat against... You've never seen one in the top bed. corner then, <laughs> And then, of course, you've got Danny, Danny Ings, who I'm a massive fan of. I think massive. they're that good. If I'm honest with you, I'm a huge fan of Southampton, actually. I just yeah. like them. I just think they've always had good youth products coming through. I look at the field, Walcott's and Alex uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Gareth Bale... Um, you know, Adam Lalana, some great fullbacks as well, you know, and, and Nathaniel Klein, Luke Shaw, they've all gone on to, to great things. And obviously Van Dyke come from them as well. So I think they've got some great, great players at Southampton have always had. Um, Sadio Mane is another one who was at Southampton. They've always had good players and I, I just respect them. And if I'm honest with you, I'm a big fan of Ralph um, Hassan, who I think he's a good manager and he's proven that uh, it was the right decision to keep him. So, yeah, it'll be a tough tonight. Tough, tough game. I don't know if we go in his predictions, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. Tough game. Uh, Trev, anything to add before we do go to predictions? Uh, not really, no. Disagree totally with Dan. I think Southampton are rubbish. I don't think and I want to hear, I want to hear Fergus say Hassenhutl. <laughs> Hassenhutl. It means rabbit house. It means rabbit okay. house. There we go. Yeah. All right. Q then, Trev. Q. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Arsenal have won four of the last five Premier Leagues, conceding just once. Uh, again, shout out to Leno, 508 minutes without conceding a goal. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And it's not just because I can pronounce his name. I do think he has improved. It's what the point I was trying to get back earlier on. Um, you know, Southampton have only won once in the last six Premier League matches, drawing three and losing two. Uh, you know, this game, I know... If we try and forget about Saturday, this game, they're similarly placed in the league. It's, it, it, it has the recipe to be a really, really good game. Um, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Southampton have always been a bit of a, over the last four or five years anyway, have been a little bit of a bogey team for us. Um, my prediction, I will go first this time okay, uh, for, for a change. I'm going for a 1-1 draw. I do hope we actually might nick it, but realistically, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a 1-1 draw. Um we know what Trev's is. Mem, what's yours? I'm going to go with 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Two. To us. For us, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, Dan? Uh, I'm with you, Ferg. Um, three draws in the last six for Southampton, and I don't think that with uh, Pepe and Bellerin down that right, it fills me with any glory. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one draw also. Okay. Um, Trev? Even. Heathens, <laughs> put that comment up there from Trolls. Trolls has nailed it. Trolls has nailed it. Put, put it back up from that's the one. 4 1 to the Arsenal. <laughs> we won't get four from Saka, but we'll score four tonight. We'll score four tonight, I'm telling you. Uh, by the way, Terry's got it in the right I, format, people. I don't, I don't know what's uh, going on we, here. I don't know what's going on here. We, I think we, misses we, we are the only. Well, she's probably she's annoyed that you're falling in love with. Can. She's probably annoyed that you're falling in love with trolls. You see, that's what it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> trolls is my man. Trolls, uh, he, no. is, he is indeed. Right, listen. Um, I don't think there's very much else that we're going to chat about. Um, we have got some transfers on 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 the boil. Um, we got. I don't know very much about him. We did touch on him briefly when we had Dan Mountney on on Saturday, uh, the chap at Real Madrid. Um, Dan, do you know anything about him? Uh, Mem, do you know anything about him? Stick your hand up if you do. Yeah, Odegaard, I mean... Odegaard. 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 Dan, Dan knows a bit more than me, I think. Well, he was a wonder kid, wasn't he, when he was signed for Real Madrid at 16 or 17 years old, and it's not quite worked out for him. Um, he was really good at Real Sociedad. Really, really good. I think that the... 
Depends what you look at in terms of stats. I'm not really a stats man. I think he played about 30 games, got about four goals and about 10 assists. So um, he has got the ability to be fairly creative. He has got some vision, uh, got a great left foot. And I think the issue, again, is going to be, are we going to be able to keep him fit? Because he has had injury problems. I think it's a kind of no-brainer when you look at the lack of funds at the club and he is available to play um, and allowed to come on loan. There's no option to buy from what I'm told. I might be wrong there. Uh, but it's a, a kind of stopgap for me until the summer where I hope for a huge signing like Jack Grealish, but I can dream. Um, wow. I think when you look at the, the situation, it's sort of position that we do need. So um, I'm not against this signing, but I don't know enough about the guy to say that he's going to be a revelation. So, of course, it's a risk. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Mem, do you know any more on him? I know. I can't really add a great deal to that. Yeah, I heard about him uh, as a 15-year-old. He was heralded as allegedly the next Messi. It hasn't quite panned out. From the little clips I've seen of him, he does look, you know, the boy has got talent in his feet. Um, What I do like is, I like it's a young young signing, someone that is hopefully, um, you know, what I believe he's got something to prove, you know, a little bit of hunger, a little bit of passion uh, in his belly as opposed to uh, a Chelsea cast-off or something along those lines. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm keen and eager to see how he performs. And, and if he does well, we'll see. Loan signings are not permanent, so who, who knows which way it goes. Um, Trevor, uh, the transfer window, you sent me a message, I think it was yesterday, and you said that it's a, it's a good transfer window. It's not about what's coming in. It's more about what's going out. Uh, we've had a, a decent keeper come in, um, and we have had this young chap come in, and uh, I, I, my brain is a, a fog, but we, we've had a couple of incomings and then uh, lots of outgoings. What's your overall opinion of the transfer window so far? Oh, Fergus, overall, I can't knock it, mate. I, I think I think that we, we've sh- we've seen progression in a transfer window, which which Trev, is, we've Trev, Trev, yeah, Trev, go Trev. On, you, say, what? You, you do you say you can't knock it, but you did knock the fact that it's loan signings. So I want you to address that comment as well in the, in, in your uh, in in your response. Well, if you let me get a word in, if you let me get a word in, I'll address it. You know. You ask me a question, then you start yakking on, didn't you? Listen, <laughs> we've got rid of some dead wood, as we discussed earlier, right? Fantastic. Look, he's frozen now. Look, he's got rid of some dead wood, like we said earlier, right? He's bought in a reserve goalkeeper that we all knew we needed, right? With all respect to the young lad, but we needed a, a solid backup. We've got that. We've cleared out the dead wood. We've... We've got this this lad coming. I don't know. I've never seen him play before. For me, he's a Real Madrid reject. Prove me wrong, you know. But hopefully, he will. So, I, it's a better transfer window than we've had for a long for a while. We've cleared out what we didn't want. They're not on the books anymore. We're not paying them money. And just you know, just remember one thing, young Dan Potts. Right? There's nobody better than Mikel Arteta. He's the best looking Spaniard I know. Yeah. Have a hello, bit of faith hello, in him for a little hello, while longer. <laughs> can I just can I just change can I just change oh, the can I just change the subject very quickly and say congratulations to Jack Wilshire for just scoring his first goal for Bournemouth in the FA Cup? Well done, Jack. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Big up. Yeah. Big up. Yeah. Right. Are you, are you finished uh, then, Trev? No, of course I've not finished. I could talk all <laughs> night, mate, mate. But, uh, you know, we, we've got to be positive, right? Yes. We've got to be positive. I knew that, right? I knew when I said that about the Real Madrid reject. I knew that my hero trolls would, would pop up on here, you know. But uh, we, we've got to have faith. We've had a bad transfer window than we have. I fully understand young Daniel's point of view. I'm using his Sunday name there because he was brought up with a winning side. Him and people of his age were spoiled, right? And they are going to suffer. But I think we're getting better. We've got to find out what happened with Pepe. I'm not going to dwell on him again. Don't worry, Fergus. But I really do think we need to know where that 72 million went. I think it's a key to moving our club forward and making sure it doesn't happen again. Hopefully, the people involved are already gone. But other than that, we're all right. And if anyone out there knows, how on earth we gave Willian a three-year contract 
please get in touch and let me know because I can't fathom it out for the life of me. As as they used to say, Trev, in your day, answers on a postcard to P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, um, guys, enjoy the game. Uh, you know, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Mem, I know it's been, it was tight for you to get on. Dan, brilliant having you back on again. Some people think you've never been here before, but it's where it all started, didn't it? In the North Bank, yeah, chatting to me on my phone. Um, so, yeah. And, always join and you, boys. How, always enjoy it. How it how it's progressed from there. And old man Trevor, it looks like it's me and you all the time at the minute. And you are available Saturday, so you will be back on on Saturday with myself, yourself, uh, Albert, and Big but, Steve. So stop, 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 stop. Yeah. Don't you go yet? Don't you go yet without talking about your good lady? You need to give us oh, an update on your good lady because that don't you dare that go. Is coming. That is coming. That is coming. Right, okay, right, guys. Um, so, uh, as some of you may or may not know, my wife—it's uh, uh, now six weeks actually um, since she first uh, was diagnosed, and myself and herself were both diagnosed COVID positive. Uh, my wife uh, ended up in hospital over New Year for five days. Was very, very ill, uh, getting uh, probably about two hundred thousand liters of oxygen pumped into her lungs. Uh, over that uh, five, six day period. And to give that uh, in some perspective, when you go into card factory and you see these five foot um, sort of helium canisters, they hold a hundred liters. So imagine 200,000 liters of oxygen. That's how much oxygen the NHS had to give my wife to keep her alive. Um, she came out, uh, she started to recover. And unfortunately, uh, a couple of Saturday, Saturdays ago, um, she went back in again. Um, she is on the mend. She's got a COVID pneumonia on her lungs. She's got blood clot on her lungs. Uh, and she can't sustain um, her oxygen levels without support by uh, our great people in the NHS. She's witnesses, witnessed um, some horrific uh, scenes inside the hospital in the NHS hospital. Whips Cross, they have been absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, through our family and some family connections, uh, we, we've heard of some people who've uh, unfortunately not been able to make that uh, the, the whole way, and, and, and they've not they've not um, they've not not made the journey, and uh, sadly left us. Um, and it will touch all of us in different ways. But all my point is, and I've done this time after time after time. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jules is just coming like he blames Spurs. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I just say it time and time again. Uh, I could give it to Dan. Dan could give it to Mem. Mem could give it to Trev. None of us have anything wrong with us. Uh, you can give it to anybody and everybody and have very mild symptoms. But you give it to that one person you love or care about. And they end up where my wife has been for the last uh, effectively six weeks. And she will hopefully get discharged this week. But then we're looking at six to eight weeks of recovery of heart being monitoring, lung being monitored, blood being monitored. This this virus is is serious. So please just do what you can to um, to keep safe and just do, do not 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 for yourself, just for others. But that's the end of my lecture. I, I try not to go over the top on it, but. Um, you have been watching an Arsenal podcast, not a COVID podcast. You have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Guys, enjoy the game. Really thank you for joining us. Uh, if you like what we do, click subscribe on YouTube because if we can get up to that level of 1,000, we will be able to do stuff from uh, down the pub when Dan and myself and even men might even pop down and see us down the pub. And uh, we can say hello for 10 or 15 minutes uh, and do some stuff like that in, I expect, next season. Thanks very much, everybody. Thanks, boys. Uh, Only well, one last thing. Fergus, wait, Fergus, wait, Fergus, Fergus, wait, wait, wait. You, you've got to mention it now, right? Down a pub. I can't wait to get down a pub with you boys again. Oh. You can't just leave me hanging on that edge. You might, the day will come soon when we'll be back, brothers, in that pub having that beer. And Fergus is going to buy one, I'm sure. All the best, boys, up the Arsenal. Sorry, Fergus. <laughs> up the arse you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans
Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.